Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. All right, everyone, you are in for a treat today. My guests today are the two ants that you always wanted as a kid growing up, but <laughs> never had. They are so funny. You're going to love this episode with Jill and Mary from Girls Mentorship. And they have this big goal of helping parents and kids see what they truly are meant to be by providing mentorship through their program. They're just hysterical. I am so excited for you to meet Jill and Mary, and hopefully you will fall in love with them as much as I have. My friends, Jill and Mary, welcome to the Bold Goal Crushers. Hello, Hello. Miss Sarah and new friends, all new friends. That is part of our personality. As soon as we meet you, really, we like to rope you in as a friend. So welcome to our world. We're so excited to be here. Yeah, very excited to have you. So tell me about Girls Mentorship. What do you guys do? How did you get on this journey? How did this become your goal? I mean, it's been about 34 years in the making for me, probably about 35 (laughs) for Jill. Um, I think girls mentorship was something that was born out of our own struggles, our own shortcomings, our own lack of personal growth and development, um, which that is exactly what girls mentorship is. So we teach life and personal development skills to teen and tween girls. That sounds very broad, but that's things like communication skills effective decision making conflict resolution social skills like how to make friends yeah um confidence self-esteem self-awareness um we really touch on the things that school doesn't and that's not a knock on school they have a curriculum to follow they're supposed to teach you math science history pe we call that school smarts we Mm -hmm. teach street smarts so the eq part of your personality um really is this social emotional skill set that a lot of people, um, including adults, lack. So we saw an opportunity in 2020 to really use what we have honed in on, which is our own personal growth and development, to really put our hand back and help the girls that we used to be when we didn't know we needed the help. I love it. You know, and so much happens at school. I think parents every night they ask what happened today and kids will say nothing. But really nothing happened in the classroom. It's everything that happened outside of the classroom. I remember there were days where it was like, I had a great English class, but that's not what I remembered. What I remembered was the kid telling me that my hair was too big. And I grew up in the 80s. My hair was not (laughs) too big. Your hair was what everybody wanted. You know what? I'm here for big (laughs) hair. Big hair closer to God, you know? But that is what, like, for me, the whole night I was thinking about my hair, right? How do I make my hair smaller? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's those bullies and, and all those things that I think kids deal with that is missing. So I love what you guys have set out to do. 
And I just love your personality. I think you two are the most funny people on the planet, especially together. So if you guys are just learning about Jill and Mary, they put on these reels that are hysterical, but I'm going to put it out there in public because we are recording that I do think they are missing the boat on their reels because they have not cast other family members like (laughs) crazy uncles and aunts. And I I think they have a real opportunity in these reels that they put out to have uh, an open casting. I love it. What what Sarah is saying is she wants to be a part of our reels (laughs) as like a a crazy aunt. And we are here for the idea. I think what we want to utilize is another one of our female friends whose studio is opening in April to host casting calls because you're not the first one to tell us that they want to be a part of the magic we make um, on our Instagram reels. Yes. And and the reason I bring up your reels is because I think they're so relatable, not only for parents, but I do happen to know some tweens who have watched your reels and they're like, oh, that puts that into perspective. And I think that is what's so cool is that you guys have this great ability of not only relating to parents, but teens. So super cool. Thank Uh, you for that call out. And I was just going to say, we we're in a we're in an interesting business when you normally are in business you have one clientele but for us we have two we have the girls that we serve as well as their families so showing up online we need to make content and add value to parents so that they see what we do and look at us as trustworthy experts, but also we want to show up for girls to say, I want to learn from them. They actually don't feel stuffy. Um, Mm -hmm. We we really do kind of embrace um, our personalities, which um, Mary and I are like, we know we, we, you know, we want to be cool. Um, We're not trying to be cool. That's just, we are cool. That's just who we are. You are cool. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting, um, it's a, it's interesting mixing and and balancing and juggling showing up for both of our audiences online. Yeah. And I love it. And we talk all things goals on this podcast. And I think this is one thing that could be very challenging as you get into business, you know, parents, parents pay for you, they hire you, but kids have to work with you. So how did you get over the initial challenge of figuring that out. <laughs> I, I think it was exactly that. Like Jill and I, novice. I, la- I laugh because I'm like, oh man, we 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 thought we were only going to work with with girls. With girls, it's like, hey kids, want some candy? And the girl would come <laughs> to the van, and and we would do what we needed to do in teaching her personal growth and development skills. But we should have known better because we came from two pretty dysfunctional families. Thanks, mom and dad. We appreciate the lessons we learned through the dysfunction. We love you. you. And um, we should have known that we'd be dealing with the same thing when we um, approached this goal of Mm. starting this business. And we quickly learned it. We were quickly confronted with parents wanting to ask a lot of questions and know what we were talking about and, and, and. So we changed our perspective on what 
how, the what, the where, the when, the why, the how we were going to deliver the message. Mm -hmm. And it's been incredibly impactful because we've had sessions with just girls. Our older girls usually is just one-on-one because Mm -hmm. they want to use the space to talk about things that they don't want to talk to their parents about. But we've also mentored younger girls, I'd say 10, 11, where parents have sat in to hear Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. And they almost walk away with more of a lesson than their daughter walked away with saying things like, oh my God, I don't even work on that. This was really Mm -hmm. eye-opening for me because I don't do self-care. I don't know what my values are. I don't know what conflict resolution Mm -hmm. looks like. Mm -hmm. So in order to be impactful to the girl, it's imperative for us to loop the parents in because all the goodness we drop in a session will fall on deaf ears if mom and dad don't continue the conversation at home with the girl. Yeah. And I think that's very similar to school as well. You can teach them all these great things, but if they go home or their friend group is doing something totally different than what you teach them, it it kind of falls. It's really hard for a young child to say, mom, you're really stressed out. Maybe you should do some self (laughs) self-care. You know, they're like, okay. (laughs) A hundred percent. And I was just going to say, it's practice. Like when you go to school, you come home and do homework because you're practicing the skill. Same with what we do. We are teaching girls skills and strategies to go home and practice. But sometimes you need, like you need to throw your, you need a you need to throw something out to like, hey, mom, I, I need help here. And mom needs to be able to, to be equipped to be like, oh, I, yeah, I know what two plus two equals. It's four. Well, same with the conversations mm-hmm. that we're having. Mom needs to know how to support conversations or at least come from a place of experience to mm-hmm. relate and empathize with her daughter. Well, and on the flip side of that, that can be really confronting for a parent Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. maybe they haven't honed in on those skills Mm -hmm. and they feel like the work we're embarking on is, you know, a a knock on their parenting skills when that's not Mm -hmm. what it is at all. So it's like maybe some parents don't want to invest in this for their daughters because it's a mirror for them to feel like that they they don't know what they're doing when they absolutely do. But we only know what we know, right? If we don't mm-hmm. seek help or immerse ourselves in communities that challenge us, challenge us, just like I'm challenged with words sometimes, <laughs> um, <laughs> that challenge us in a way that we wouldn't challenge ourselves, that's what this work is. Mm-hmm. It's everybody mm-hmm. getting better at the same time. Well, and I think there's two things that I've learned. I do not, I didn't didn't raise young kids. I have two older foster daughters, but I have learned there are two major stresses in about a hundred percent of parents' lives. It's homework and school pickup. I have learned that. (laughs) Totally. Uh, Just get on Instagram and you can see that those are two big stresses. But when it comes to homework, I think going back to that mirror, you know, this math homework that a lot of kids have is a lot of parents are like, oh, I'm not good at math. And then their kid views them as that role model. Well, I'm going to go to you for help with math. And it's like, I, I don't even know where to start with this common core stuff. And it becomes a frustration. And then the kid is like, well, wait a minute, you were my superhero and you don't know how to do this. So why do I have to learn this if you never learned it? And it just becomes this huge spiral of things 
that become this big stress. And then instead of in a growth kind of mindset where it's okay, well, what do I do as a parent when I don't know how to do something? I get help. I find somebody who does know how, but instead it's all about the homework and the drama and everything like that. So how do you help parents, especially when they don't know how to do something? God, that's such a a beautiful example. So let's just stick with the math here. It's like, it's okay that a parent doesn't know math. And the great example that they can give to their kids is exactly what you just said. But if they lack the Mm self-awareness to not be able to reach out and ask for help or admit that they don't know, because we're human, right? We want our kids to know that they're human as well. And we lead by example. So if by not knowing math, you spiral and you're like, it's stupid. I hate it. Math is dumb. Why do we even need it? And that's the example that your kids then walk forward with. Then all of their math classes, they're not going to take seriously because that's the example you're setting at home. Or every time they're challenged or they don't Mm -hmm. know something, that's how we react. Mm -hmm. So it's about really educating the entire family on one of our pillars, which is Mm self-awareness. Because when you can change your perspective as a parent and know that you don't need to know everything, that there are resources for you to loop into your parenting style that will help, that frees you so much of Mm -hmm. having to be the the do-everything person. You can still be the hero and not know how to do math, but if you have a resource that can help your child with math, then then we're cooking with fire here. We can continue Mm -hmm. to do that. But we need to change our perspective and know that we literally have 18 years with our kids. That's Mm -hmm. it. Our goal in that time period should not be to hinder them by saying things like, well, I don't like math, so I'm not going to do it. Well, no, Mm -hmm. I don't like math and I still need to do it. So where's the resource that I'm going to seek out in order to help me do it? That's equipping the child to be a good problem solver and a good critical thinker beyond the 18 years that you have them. Because that's our goal is to make sure we have positive contributing members of society when they're ready to fly the coop. I love that. You know, I have a friend who says not we have 18 years. She says, I have 18 spring breaks. And when you think about that, it's like, what? (laughs) 18 spring breaks, 18 summers. That's it. 18 holidays, whatever the holiday is. Right. I only have 18 to get it right. But I think one of the things that you bring up is a great parallel, whether you have children or not as a listener to when we hit those bumps in the road, when we're, we're trying to accomplish or set a big goal whether you're a business owner or just out there trying to accomplish something for yourself, it's about the resources because you can't know everything. You can't do everything. And when you hit that problem and you just stop, it's like a a goal. It's like a dream sucker. The, The wind comes right out of your sails. And so how do you teach people, children, parents, how do you teach them to actually tackle those problems? Um, honestly, I mean, it's, it's talking about it. It's addressing it. Like first it's, it's calling it out. It's saying what it is out loud. Um, and then being able to, um, set your ego aside and, Mm -hmm. and, and talk about it like honestly and openly. We're not, we're not meant to have all of the answers, so yeah. for for me it's 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 honesty first and foremost it's vulnerability it's being able to 
bring your daughter or your child in to say like, put it back on them. Like what's, what strategies do you have? Like, how can we mm -hmm. solve this? Um, I do that a lot with my kiddos where mm -hmm. I see that I could jump in and solve the problem for them, but what is that actually teaching them? Mm -hmm. As opposed to um, empowering them, I'm enabling them. So mm -hmm. how can you start to be the best question asker by mm -hmm. allowing them to really think through it themselves? And if they're totally off base, we get to redirect and then, you know, mm -hmm. add your opinion or, or guide them or actually give them the answer. But sometimes parents just jump in so quickly um, and solve it for them that we don't give the kids the opportunity to practice those skills. Well, mm -hmm. and that's the very zoomed in view. They're not doing a great job of zooming out mm -hmm. to see how jumping in and solving a problem mm -hmm. will further enable their kids when they become adults. So yeah. a, a saying that comes to mind for me is you can't conquer what you don't confront. So if it's something for you that's mm -hmm. like paralyzing almost, how do you conquer it? What's the one mm -hmm. step that you can do today to conquer whatever you're struggling with mm -hmm. as a parent or as a contributing member of society in terms of raising a generation of kids that are fully capable? Right. I, I was listening to something yesterday and it really it, it was like a light bulb moment for me. Um, when we tell our kids, like when, when kids tell other kids, I don't want to play with you. And we're like, well, Johnny, we want to we're inclusive like we want to include everyone mm -hmm. and i heard like somebody kind of flip it to say well what is johnny upset about johnny mm -hmm. doesn't want to play with that other kid for a reason what's the reason yeah. and how do we empower him to communicate what he needs versus just saying i don't want to play with you because that's yeah. what we do we're like as opposed to doing what we need to conquer we just kind of like shut down and, you know, put up a wall or not say anything, turn, turn, turn around and walk away. And it was interesting because it's like once we find out that Johnny actually was angry that that kid was throwing his toys. Hey, if you want to play with me, this is how we play with my trucks. Yeah, that's that's you empowering, empowering your kid versus like we play with everyone. It's like, well, and just brushing his feelings aside because then he's going to grow up and stuff his feelings down and not tell anybody anything. And he's going to have horrible relationships because he can't <laughs> communicate and he blows up like a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, I, I'm a parent. That is so much easier said than done. As a mm -hmm. parent, it's like, it's, you should constantly wear your coaching hat. Like there's, there's coachable moments all the time. Are you always going to nail those moments? No. Right. That's mm -hmm. why practice doesn't make perfect, right? Yeah. Practice makes progress. And that's what we're looking to attain every single day. If we were to think about it in making people better 1% each day, mm -hmm. that's bite size, Oof. right? 1% mm -hmm. each day that's doable. We're not trying to go in and change a family dynamic. My God, that's years yeah. worth of programming. Yeah. That's generational curses. Mm -hmm. We're not breaking those in a session. But if we can equip parents with a hammer, a nail, a chainsaw, mm -hmm. one tool at a time to add to their toolbox, then that's manageable. You know, I, I really think about this concept of really confronting the problem instead of avoiding it and tackling it. 
And I mean, I had teens, so I can tell you that there were these little boys around that maybe really didn't like them or they liked them, but didn't like them as much as, you know, somebody else. And I think it's so important to teach people how to communicate because I, I look at what happens in adulthood where these people, men and women end up getting married. And they say after the divorce, well, I knew I never should have got married, but they, they did it anyway, because Mm -hmm. they were so afraid to say, I, I I like you, but I don't like you like that. And so they, they get married or, you know, these people end up having two families and it's like, but because they would never have this conversation about, Hey, you know, I'm just not into that into you because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I didn't say anything. Oh my gosh. Well, you just saying that I'm like the amount of times girls who are 13 to 18 that we work with when they have boyfriends, but they're not really into him. They just keep them around because they have no idea how to tell them. Yeah. I don't want to be with you yes anymore. Yes or no. They say yes because they don't know what their values or boundaries are. And then they can't say no because they don't know what their values or boundaries are. So yep. it's on both ends. It's it's the old adage that if somebody likes you, let's just n- nail it down. If a boy likes you, he's going to be mean to you. Or if that boy was mean to you, it means that he likes you. Mm-hmm. Guess mm-hmm. what that translates to? Mm-hmm. Abusive relationships in, in yeah. later in or life, like right? You, you're like, well, I, that, I'm just, that's meant for me. You know, right. like yeah. I was taught that, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put up with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, that, and that's not what we want to teach our girls or our boys. That's something on both ends of the fence. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful what you say. Just like the boy who told you your hair was too big. How many years ago was that? You still remember it. Something that probably still crosses your mind and impacts how you show up from time to time. And that's what we want to avoid. We're in the age range where we're creating an identity. Yep. After a certain age is, I'd say eight, nine, ten is when we start to push back against authority. We start to test mm-hmm. the line. We start to, you know, tow it a little, or maybe run across it and look behind us and mm-hmm. say, "Is anybody going to catch me doing this? That Am I going to get in behavior. trouble?" It's risk taking. It's it's doing things to see where what the consequences will be, and if we are throwing around phrases like that or you know, if that boy pushes you over, it means he likes you. That, that way mm-hmm. women look for abusers in the future. It's like, we have to be really careful yeah. about the things that we say because those things that we say mold our youth into who they become as adults. And what they accept, what yeah. they tolerate, what they think is, um, is appropriate. Like appropriate for like, oh, well, I think every relationship looks like this. And then sure enough, yeah, you get asked to get married, you say yes, and you're like, wait a second, like, this isn't how I'm supposed to be treated. And unfortunately, I, I now have to go through all of this to undo it. Yeah. You know, what's really funny, totally unrelated and hope you never have to deal with this. But my friend and I always watch Dateline. And we're like, your choices were get a divorce or kill her. Right. And you chose you chose to, to kill her. You <laughs> kill her. <laughs> and like you got caught, dude. What do you way, you know? I, way yeah. harder. But way it all harder. Comes, it all comes down to that confronting the real issue. We're not supposed to be together and I need to move on. And right. but 
Well, and it's like lack of critical thinking skills. One of the one of yeah. my favorite lessons to teach girls is decision making. It's like a theme with successful people is they have yeah. the ability to see a situation through to the end. So if I choose path A or path B, what's the outcome of path A? What's the outcome of path B? And obviously we'll never know the dirty details in between unless we choose to walk that path, mm -hmm. but we could use our critical thinking skills to determine what will happen versus what won't. So if I kill her, will I potentially get caught? Yes. Does that mean I'll go to jail for X amount of years? Yes. yes. If if I divorce her, will it cost me time and money and energy? Yes. Well, yeah, but will I not go to jail? Yes. <sighs> so being able to have a conversation with mm -hmm. girls about critical thinking looped into their values because let's say they really value being a team player and they're on a they're on a soccer team mm -hmm. does being a team player mean that going out to the party the night before a big game is in line with your values no that way i'm able to decipher what decision is the best to make i value being a team player and winning so i'm not going to go to this party that's going to you know rob me of sleep me and get me in trouble and mean that i can't show up as my best self for my teammates. So establishing all this at a younger age helps girls, yes, but boys too, kids in general, make decisions that are the best for them without succumbing to peer pressure in the moment. Mm -hmm. Well, and back to, I, when you were telling that story, I was thinking all about peer pressure. No matter what age you are, there is peer pressure. I started my business and as soon as I told people, oh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna do this full time, this is when it started. Well, you have to do this. You should do this. You must do that. And it's like, I don't need to do any of those things. I need to decide what's best for me, for my business and move forward with that. But there were a lot of people in my head and, you know, should and, and have to and must. Uh -huh. And especially when you're younger and with parents, a lot of that comes from your adult, the adults in your life. Absolutely. And the people that you surround yourself with, especially in that those that critical teenage years, the adolescent years. I mean, you are you're like a chameleon. You go and you're like, oh, I like what she's wearing and doing and saying. So I'm gonna be that do and say and then, impressionable. Oh my gosh. And so like the the pressure that kids have to figure out who they are. Oh my gosh, it's really that it's it it's part of their development and if they don't know who they are and they're not going to know, but if they have at least an understanding of a what framework. matters to them, a framework, yeah. they're going to be able to decipher um the right choice versus the wrong choice. And as a society, we've literally looked at our teenagers as you know, not, they're not super capable. They're teenagers. They're all, what do they know? What do they yeah, know? Yeah, but some of them are making 50 grand selling NFTs right now. A hundred percent, right? <laughs> and um, if we can actually empower our kids to give them the, the skills young enough, because again, why wait until they're 18? Why wait when they have to figure it out for themselves? Mary why wait, and I eat a Snickers and teach personal <laughs> development. Mary and I always say, like, we get this question a lot. Who are the girls that you serve in your workshops? What are the, what's the age range? And we're like, right now it's for all girls. And yeah, do we know that a girl who's 10 sitting next to a 15 year old have very different life experiences? Absolutely. But they're hearing the same conversation 
probably for the first time that they can then digest and implement in their own lives. What happens if that girl who's 10 is, becomes the girl who's sitting next to her boss when she's 20 and the girl's now 30? And, and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Why do we make it acceptable when you're an adult to work with uh, people who are at different ages? Like we need yeah. to teach them at a very young age that we actually all can work together if we look at each other as capable and yep. able. So you mentioned pillars. Was that the word you used or framework? Tell us yeah. your pillars. I'd love to hear them. We focus foundationally on three different things, which is self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness. Self-awareness, I think, being the first thing that we really tackle, because if you don't have awareness, then you don't know what your self-esteem is, and you don't know how confidence will serve you. So we start with that framework. What are your in, What's your inner dialogue? Do you have, everybody's got trolls living in their head. What are, what are mm -hmm. the trolls saying to you that are potentially keeping you from being as bright as you possibly could be. Once you notice what those voices are saying or what your inner critic is saying to you, you have a much better jumping off point on how to deal with it and contrast it basically. That yeah. way we can kind of build on that self-awareness and start talking about where you're not showing up as your best self, why you're not showing up that way and how we can help you work on both your self-confidence and your self-esteem from that point. Love it. Love it. And that applies to so many adults as well. I mean, we all have these, you said trolls in your head, I would say like tracks that play almost on repeat, like a record. Somebody just keeps putting it back on. And it's really about, I mean, you spend the most time with yourself. So it's really about training yourself to have those positive conversations. Absolutely. Well, and if you don't know, you have the ability to do that. It's mm -hmm. like half of us, well, that's probably a gross underestimation. A lot of us <laughs> don't even know that we have the ability to make our own decisions in our life. Yeah. Like the we, world tells right. us who we get to be versus we get to tell the world who we get to be. People have no idea that they have the ability and the power to do that. Mm -hmm. So Jill, I have a very important question for you. Oh, okay. Uh, has anybody solved your carpool drama? <laughs> my my um, school pickup. Uh, yeah, school drama. pickup. So Mary has uh, graced her, graced me with her presence at school pickup, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so stressful. This is a shit show. Is it there is a better such way?" A mess. And I think as business owners, we do that. We constantly we, we are, like, are like, how do we how, make it more efficient? How do we approve this system? <laughs> There's no standard operating procedure here. I mean, can we have somebody directing these cars that want to cut right. in front of these how cars? It's it's yeah. it's wild. So maybe that's our next business. We go around to schools <laughs> and and really help with their school pickup line because um, it's yeah it's, a it's lot. still it's still a catastrophe and no it no nothing's gotten better. I've learned now that when the kids get out at three fifteen, I leave my house at that time. They're oh. fine hanging out playing with friends for because I'm five six minutes from the school. Um, they're fine waiting that long. So I, I can, by the time that I get there, pretty much the line has died down. So strategically, that's that's how I've um, lowered my stress of school pickup. Well, and I think them getting a little older is what solves it because at a certain point, they'll be able to hold each other's hands 
figuratively and and get each other home. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I read about this guy in Florida. He was an engineer. I want to say an aerospace engineer and his wife had always done school pickup. And then she went out of town for a week and he did it one day. And then the next day he marched into the principal's office with a schematic and said, <laughs> this is how we fix this. And I want to be in charge of it for a whole week. Oh my gosh. I wonder if I can do that with my kids school. If I go and talk to the principal and say, Hey, not only do I want to help with school pickup and the flow of it, I also want to come in and do something with your kids and your family, personal growth, yeah. and personal growth and development. Yeah, <laughs> it could be a two for one, you know, but I bring up school pickup because like homework, this is one of the situations where, you know, every day, if you were to go, you know, earlier that that is a potential for a stressful situation. Oh yeah. And so much drama, you know, the kid gets in the car. How was your day? Fine. Fine. And then you're like, well, that lady just cut me off and blah, 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 blah. And that's so-and-so's mom, you know, and it, it just has this opportunity. It's like when you walk into a situation that, you know, could be bad and how you handle it changes everything. So anyway, I love your, your Instagram stories about school pickup. Thank you. I, you know, I didn't know it was going to turn into a comedy skip, but so many people relate. I was like, well, I guess I got to keep doing this. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, but um, I'm, be back. I'll be, I'll be back for the people who are yeah clearly w- waiting around for it. <laughs> Well, I think uh, now that you figured it out where you don't even leave until they're out, you could I do know, I need whole, to share that. I need to do, I need to share the, the strategy. Series. Hey, you know? Yeah. Okay. I know. I know. I'm yeah. like, huh. all right. You I'll, could really make it a away. drama. Like, you know, <laughs> I, do you have a boy or a girl? I can't remember. I have two boys, two boys. Yeah. So two they're boys. like sitting there crying, like <laughs> with some really suspenseful music. <laughs> Look at I'm casting you for our reels. Right. I need there we you go. here, yeah. Sarah. <laughs> I'll be the I'll be the school security guard who's like, yes. don't don't worry, your mommy's coming. <laughs> They're in good hands. It's Jill. 4 30, and I'm like, oh gosh, it's I forgot my kids. <laughs> I forgot my kids. Which we've all been there, you know. Every parent's forgotten their kid. Oh, half days, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Anyway, well, I love you too. I love what you guys are doing for girls, but not only girls, women and families out there who are trying to just get all the things done and not blow up every day and have a great experience for their kids. I think, as I mentioned in the intro, you were like the two ants I always wish I had <laughs> as a kid. We wear that. We, we wear that with a badge of honor. We do. Yeah. I love it. So tell us if somebody wanted to work with you or have their kid work with you, how would they go about doing that? Right now we have a couple of different ways. Um, Something we're building that we're really excited about is our workshop membership. So we host a monthly workshop that has a certain theme attached to it. January was around vision and goals. It was about telling girls how they can put something down on paper and work towards it. Even the idea of setting a goal and working backwards. What are the steps that you need to get to that? Who is the person that you need to be to attain what you want? So we did a vision board party. It was a ton of fun. 
Um, February, obviously Valentine's Day. We've got Galentine's Day. It's all about love. So we're hosting a self-love workshop. We're going to talk about affirmations. We're going to talk about how you empower yourself as opposed to seeking external validation. How do you internally validate who you are? What does that look like? Because as you've pointed out several times, adults get to a certain point where, you know, they're 60, 50, 40, and they're like, well, God, I wish I looked like I did when I was 30, 20, and 15. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we cut that ne negative narrative off a lot sooner? How do we get girls to look at themselves and love themselves through their flaws, through their shortcomings, which we like to call areas of opportunity because there's always areas of opportunity in our lives. Um, so that is something we're really excited. That they are local to Scottsdale. Um, we, we host them in Scottsdale, so they're local to the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Gilbert Chandler Mesa area. <laughs> um, and it's it's a really fun way for girls to come together on a monthly basis. We're really jazzed about being able to build community earlier for girls. So they have mm -hmm. people outside of their sports teams, schools, classrooms that they know are doing and struggling with the same things mm -hmm. they are. Um, and then we work with girls one-on-one, -on -one, well, two-on-one. -on -one. They get both of these personalities in their <laughs> sessions, um, which Jill can tell you a little bit more about. So our um, it's, we indi individualize our coaching specifically towards what the girl's going through. We have our own curriculum. It's a 12-week program. And then afterwards, we touch base with them once a month. Um, and we meet the girls exactly where they're at. So kind of like what we were talking about earlier, this is a space for girls to dive deeper in what they're feeling without having mm -hmm. to go to mom and dad and not only share what they're struggling with, but for us to then come with strategies to help them overcome it. Mm -hmm. um, we absolutely love it. We've noticed that our um, our one-on-one -on -one coaching um, is more catered towards the teenage girls. So girls who are in eighth grade and high school, um, but really we're gonna, we, we're starting with an 11 year old um, this next week. So it could be for whomever, um, but that's where we get to dive deeper, not only with the girls, but also support the families. Um, and then lastly, I, I, well, I was going to say we public speak, but we, we don't have anywhere to show up right now. If you want us to come speak to a school or a, a, sport, a business, and, yeah. a mm -hmm. sporting um, facility like gymnastics clubs or um, basketball, I'm thinking of like camps, um, camp, what, what's the, um, I don't, I'm losing my mind right now. Like soccer, it, club, club sports, club, club sports. sports. You got yeah. it. I knew it would come back to me. Let so, us know. Just an, an educational piece to it. We yeah. do, we do breakout sessions for parents. We talk about what we're talking about with our girls. So parents can kind of get that light bulb moment outside of our one-on-one -on -one sessions. It's really all about accessibility to the information. So if there's channels that we can infiltrate in order to help society as a whole be better about raising our youth, because like me, I don't have kids. Sarah, you have two foster kids, but you don't have kids. Mm -hmm. Like people are like, well, what does this information pertain to me for? Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to be, you were a kid and you're going to be working with other kids. And we want kids to be positive contributing members of society or else they're the opposite they're a mm -hmm. negative drain on society right. and that affects us all. That's an impact yep. on everybody. So if we could all band together in order to raise the best kids that we could possibly do, we want to step into those channels and use that as educational purposes to bring people along with this mission and vision. 
Yeah. I love it. So there's many ways that you can work with Jill and Mary and girls mentorship. I'll link those in the bio. Feel free to check it out. And definitely if you're interested in auditioning for their reels, we'll have information on that in the next couple of months. (laughs) Send them a note, a DM, a DM slide in there. Girls mentorship on on Instagram. Oh, there you go. Pretty easy to spell their reels. I love them. They're so fun. Anyway, it's been such a pleasure talking with you uh, both today. And I know there are a lot of threads that you've brought up that actually apply to business owners, women who are setting goals, or just parents in general. So just know that that track in your head, you can retrain that. And Jill and Mary have tons of resources, even if you are not a parent as well, that are relevant and able to take you where you want to go so that you can have everything you want in your life and set and achieve those goals. So check them out. Definitely support them and refer any of your parent friends to Jill and Mary because they're hysterical. We appreciate appreciate that. Thank you for the conversation. Yeah, this was great. Great having you ladies on. Bye everyone. See you friends. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. So feel free to text the word goal to 480-530-5368. Again, 480-530-5368 and the word goal. And then tell me all about your goals and dreams. Thanks for tuning in. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.